Welcome to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. We are a local church in East London, here to be a beacon of hope for Hoxton. And our mission is to worship God, make disciples, share Jesus, and transform Hoxton. So reading from verse 19, Acts chapter 11. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, travelled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I wonder if you could spot the verse, which I believe is the most significant verse in the entire Bible for thinking about God's plan to reach all peoples and draw them to himself. You don't have to shout it out. You can just uh, think about it for a moment and, and, and we'll see with your right when we get there. Let me begin by saying that um, my children are Jewish. Peculiar thing to say, perhaps. But I mean that they are ethnically Jewish in the sense that Judaism as an ethnic identity is passed down through the maternal line and Sarah is ethnically Jewish, her mother is ethnically Jewish. Uh, as an ethnicity, as distinct from a national identity or a cultural identity or a religious identity, Judaism passes down through the maternal line and my children are Jewish. And the first followers of Jesus were Jewish. And it was an ethnic, religious, national identity. The first followers of Jesus viewed themselves as being followers of a Jewish rabbi, a Messiah who had fulfilled Jewish expectation of the day of the Lord and that the day of the Lord had come uh, and had its advent in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, But they were a subsect of first century Judaism. They were actually called followers of the way. So they were, they, were, they were called uh, followers of the way or followers of Jesus. Not until verse 26 in Acts chapter 11 do we discover that the disciples, those who followed Jesus, were called Christians first at Antioch. Something changed in those first five or ten years of this new fledgling community that was following Jesus. Something changed and they became called Christians, followers of Christus, Christ, Jesus, no longer a subset of Judaism, but a distinct new group, no longer defined simply by ethnic identity, by matrilineage, the maternal line, but now defined by their relationship to Jesus Christ. What changed? What changed? 
Well, we need a bit of context in which we place this story. You'll remember about uh, the story of Stephen, recounted in Acts chapter 6, appointed as a, a deacon in the church, a man full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom uh, to oversee the administration of the widows and orphans list. Stephen's nodding with a little smile. All the best Stephens are full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom and get appointed. Um, and uh, Stephen is fascinating because he's essentially recruited as a church administrator and becomes an evangelist. So he's recruited to ensure that this new sort of social welfare system of redistribution, which is going on, he's, if you like, the first civil servant, a kind of department departmental administrator to make sure that the widows and the orphans are all fed properly Uh, but because he's full of the Holy Spirit because he's full of wisdom because he's a follower of Jesus he can't help but tell people uh, about Jesus and it gets people riled and angry and upset and so they stone him to death and uh, the Bible tells us that Saul was there holding the coats while people threw stones so that's nice it's good to uh, be helpful Um, but something happened as a consequence this triggered a persecution of these new followers of the way, these followers of Jesus, uh, and the followers of Jesus began to scatter and spread, go to places where they weren't going to get killed, stoned, hurt. And that's where we pick up our story here in Acts chapter 11. Those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. In other words, they left their ethnic, national, religious homeland. They travelled along the trade routes of the ancient Near East to other cities, to places where Greeks, Romans, pagans, other national cultural identity groups lived. And, And while they did that, they met other Jews there in synagogues. They met other scattered and uh, diaspora Jewish communities uh, dispersed through trade and commerce and industry. Verse 20. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Some of them began to speak to Greeks also. I think this is the verse upon which the New Testament hinges where something changes in the, the missiology, that the theory of mission of our understanding of God's mission in the world. When certain men from Cyprus and Cyrene, we, we don't know who they were, possibly Alexander, mentioned later on in the New Testament as a son of Simon of Cyrene. Do you remember Simon of Cyrene? He stepped in to carry Jesus' cross when he was dragging it along to be crucified. Was Alexander Simon's son? Were Simon and Alexander father and son? Were they some of the first followers of Jesus who were scattered and went as far as Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also? We don't know. That's conjecture. But it's an interesting thought experiment. Certain men from Cyprus and Cyrene began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. This is the moment where this is no longer good news for people of a certain ethnic, national, cultural, religious identity. It's no longer good news. It's no longer a message for the in crowd, the insiders. This is no longer insider news. This is for those beyond our walls, beyond our boundaries, beyond our expectations. And on that the whole history of Christianity hinges. I'm not Jewish, ethnically. 
Uh, my family traces its lineage back through Scotland and back through the Norman conquest in the 11th century. Uh, the original hunters in uh, southwest Scotland were given land to settle by William the Conqueror after the Norman conquests, and we seem to have come somewhere in Frankish lands beforehand. Who knows? I don't really know. But the point is, I, I'm, I, was, I was not supposed to be a recipient of this good news until certain men from Cyprus and Cyrene spoke to Greeks also, and the whole history of the world changed. How about you? How about you? And how about those that we don't usually speak to now? How about those who are beyond our walls? How about those who aren't here this lunchtime? How about those who aren't here on Sundays? How about those who aren't in the, the discipleship groups and the programs, those who are beyond our walls? How about those who don't look like us, don't sound like us? How about those who don't hold the same political views as us? How about those from different socioeconomic statuses? How about those that typically we think wouldn't be interested? Maybe because they're already a Muslim. I had a fascinating conversation with uh, 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 Afir, who was um, delivering our shopping on Sunday. Nominal Muslim, uh, grew up in this country, but from uh, Bangladeshi, Pakistani immigrant parents. Doesn't go to mosques, doesn't really practice his faith, but just, just Muslim. He had no idea what a vicar or a vicarage was. I had no idea what a priest was, didn't really know about Jesus. Uh, was fascinated uh, when I started talking with him. Uh, was, ex- was bemused by a husband who helped his wife put the shopping away. That was the thing that really made his jaw drop. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're Christians. We believe that women and men are created equal in the image of God. You know. So I invited him on our Alpha course. And I said, look, look out, you know, come, come if you can on Wednesday night or look out for an Alpha course near you somewhere. Who knows? Maybe he'll go. But... Who is there that we typically exclude because we assume they don't want to know or they're not in the group that should know? Who are the Greeks in our day to whom we can speak? To whom might we have the courage to be sent and to step out beyond our normal walled boundaries and communities? Amen. Thanks for listening to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. New talks will be uploaded every week from all of our services. And do check out our website, stjohnshoxton.org.uk, for more information.